Listening to Two Beers Until Phrenesis, philosophy podcast for students, graduates, and anyone else interested in ideas. Alongside regular guests and friends, we discuss some of life's big questions over a few beers. Enjoy. Anyway, guys, Halloween. It's it's nearly it's here. Time. What do you mean? It is here because the episode's probably already come out. Yeah, you can't you can't let people behind the curtain like that. <laughs> <laughs> Got to maintain the illusion that we're organised. Right. Okay. And now, yeah. So it's it's a few weeks before Halloween. What are you guys going to do for Halloween? Do you celebrate it at all? I mean, I get drunk and wear a moderately spooky costume. I think that's what everyone does. So it's it? just put a costume on over a regular week. To be honest. What about you, Joe? Um, I've I've been known to go to the occasional party, but my my outfits are usually very last minute, and it's basically a jacket. And then I'm like, oh, I'm this person who wears this jacket. I remember in first year when you showed up in a red jacket and a pizza box and he was Fry from Futurama. Yeah, I got, an, I got an Iceland <laughs> pizza. Yeah. Walked around with it. I'm like, obviously quite, you know, look at me, I'm Fry. And everyone's like, oh yeah. And like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's very... You have a name badge saying Fry on it as well. Yeah, printed off. Yeah, nice. Name badge. Put maximum effort into that one. That's oh, when I say spooky costume as well, like, well, for example, last year I wore a pilot costume. It's not spooky. It's just not what I'd usually wear. So it's a total cop out, but oh. yeah, I I always try and do some kind of party. I realise it's like the first year in six years I haven't actually fucking. I was going to say, party. where's my invite? I know. First year. <laughs> I normally invite you, you don't turn up. But um, Ooh, <laughs> <that point. laughs> a there. he was rubbing lotion in his legs. He couldn't. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Cause I, I I feel like we we all have this massive thing increasingly in the last sort of ten years in the UK where we started to suddenly do Halloween more because we didn't really do Halloween before that at least to my knowledge I don't think it was really a thing that parents generation I mean no not in the parents generation uh, it's, it's an American thing really isn't it mm. and well, it's kind it's of really, really it's a Celtic thing it's an Irish Scottish thing so no I understand you're yeah. the only person that's done reading for well, this well I, I read about it for like 15 <laughs> minutes I thought I get, I thought the same thing I was like oh this is like an American holiday mm. and yes much of the commercialisation of it and whatever is, is very American I think the whole trick or treating thing was an evolution that was came from America right. but like originally it was it was like a pagan well I know it's holiday. Christian isn't isn't the, the Celtic exactly, stuff but it, yeah it was, it was actually pagan before that but it was one of those things where the, where the Christians went oh we kind of want to convert people so we'll take but so, it's, it's a tenuous link isn't it it's like to be like Christmas yeah, so it's so basically there was all they invented a Christian holiday that was it's like All Saints Day, which is November the first, because that sort of, sort of marks the you know end of harvest, beginning of winter, that sort of thing. And there was already this pagan festival or pagan thing in um, Ireland called called the Soan. Um and it was basically which is another word for, which is like I think Celtic for the words um, October or something or November. I, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, it was just basically like this idea that it's the end of harvest, it's the beginning of winter, and they sort of had this idea that spirits would sort of rise from the dead or whatever on this day. And you got to think, like, the absence of shit like light bulbs, this, it would have been literally getting a lot fucking darker, a lot colder, mm. and these kind of festivals... So you mean spookier? I wasn't going to use this. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, it's interesting you say it was invented, though. It kind of implies that Christians in inverted commas, just, you know, all of them somehow, just got together and decided to 
paint over. It's, it's sort of like started with the Celts yeah. So so I, that's yeah. Forth, then the Christians went, oh, how can we get them to join Christianity? Oh, we'll, we'll invent another festival called All Saints Day, which mm. that, was originally that's... called um, yeah, yeah, which ended up being called like Hallow Mass or whatever. And then basically the their, the Sowen festival became um, Hallow Eve, so it was the day before All Saints Day, which was the first of November. Yeah, I, so I think um, I think that's the narrative I go with that these things are kind of um, uh, organic. They kind of grow out of each other. It's not a case of literally just writing up. Although you you do kind of see that with um, I don't know if you've ever been to like an old pagan site, and there'll always be a chapel on top where they've kind of erased that element of culture to make way for a new one. But I think I think it's it's kind of a, element of both i think we, yeah we we kind of overgeneralize a lot with these festivals and kind of say oh well christians intentionally erase the pagan stuff before as, as if like people didn't know people were just going to forget that Christ, uh, christmas was a pagan thing before it's like i don't think that was really the case I, yeah, I think, well, you, yeah. you could argue that i mean christmas isn't really a pagan thing it's more just like there was there was a pagan thing celebrating the winter solstice and then sort of you know, Christians modified it and sort of almost changed it into something else. But it's not necess- It's not like the same thing anymore, but it is like, yeah, essentially an evolution or like, well, not really an evolution because it didn't really, it's just more just let's steal that and hopefully they go, oh, it's the same holiday. I can just convert to Christianity now without any problems. Do you guys know any, any other similar festivals to Halloween in other religions? Because... The spookiest one I can think of is the Day of the Dead, but that's still like, yeah, that's still uh, it's not it's not like still intentionally Christian, spooky South American yeah. Christian, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's a more of a respectful. Yeah. Well, there's similar things you know in I mean? in Hinduism, uh, and it, it's interesting. That they always kind of fall in the same year. A lot of Hindus have um, kind of gone. Okay, well, we don't really see a problem with celebrating sort of Western Halloween because it's very similar to a lot of the rituals and festivals that we already have kind of honors the same things. I think, uh, a lot of, uh, immigrants that are of different religions tend to see these festivals like, um, Halloween and Christmas and Easter as probably more religious than we do. Um, they kind of see it through this lens. Like I was, I've reading a lot of articles, um, from like the Muslim perspective, which is just like Halloween is just the worst fucking thing. Don't don't celebrate it. Why um, is that specifically? It's yeah, well it's it's because of um obviously it's a Christian thing and they they don't really wanna mm. tie in too much with with these kinds of things. Like Christmas is is a slightly controversial for Muslims and stuff, more so than it is with Jewish families, I think. Whether that's a recent thing or not, I don't think it's inherent within Islam to completely deny celebration of other festivals but i think in the current climate it, it certainly can be a problem but then i think um there's also the commercialized western secular edge that they reject the whole like you know i'm gonna dress as a slutty cat and go to a house party yeah i think that's you a- did look really good when you dressed <laughs> oh, as a slutty cat. um <laughs> thank you <laughs> no but um yeah I, I think there's that i don't know i, I don't but I, I think that's that's a that's really just getting the wrong end of the stick with what it is. I think the same with Christmas. I don't think Christmas is really a Christian festival anymore. And I don't think Halloween, I've never seen Halloween through that lens. I've, I've only ever seen it, if anything, through that 
very commercial lens. I'm quite cynical. I was quite cynical of Halloween, other than the excuse to have a party. I mean, I think my answer to what are you doing for Halloween kind of summed it up. It's like I'm going to go drinking in a costume. There mm. is no religious or you know pagan significance to that mm. whatsoever. And I think that's that's how a lot of people in the modern day see Halloween, which mm. you know by no fault of their own. That's just commercialization. What it's done to it. Yeah, I mean, originally it was the reason why there's the whole dressing up and costumes and whatever is because it's sort of essentially street performing. And for some reason, like Halloween became associated with like dressing up in these weird masks and like often children dressing up and then like performing street performances, which could be music, singing, whatever, reading poetry. And then people would give them uh, like these weird cakes, which I hopefully I've got written down soul cakes. Yeah, I read, I read that. Yeah, so they'd go around Wikipedia. knocking on doors asking for soul cakes and whatever, which are like weird little pastries. Um, and I think that evolved and when the Irish sort of moved over to America particularly the Irish and Scottish influence that's when the holiday really became an American yeah thing. I've read that the, it was it's yeah. very much Irish right and then by the 1930s um, it was like there was the sort of idea of going out this guising thing evolved into almost kids pretty much rioting people's houses to the point where in America it was like this big menace where people would just like terrorise property in order to get sweets and it sort of became this almost like holding people to ransom what was originally the whole soul cake thing was give me sweets or we're gonna you know ruin your yeah, lawn I, or whatever I think in an American context Halloween is seen a lot differently and I think trick or treating is like a much stronger element have you ever been trick or treating? I've never been I've been no. once oh you wouldn't go because you, you live on a fucking farm yeah, yeah. I, one I can't and two my parents hate it so you know, yeah. I, I, I never did when I was little. I think I agree with them. Yeah. So you went once. Yeah. How was that? I remember enjoying it. I was like about seven or eight. Did um, did did some kind give you an apple, or did you get proper sweets? No, we got proper sweets. Nice. I went. My parents had the hindsight or foresight of um going to my rich friends area nice i mean i was gonna say you live yeah. in birmingham that's fucking brave going yeah. trick-or-treating i know but we went to a posher area <laughs> yeah i understand and the sweets were full-sized and i stole everyone's sweets by the end of the night well when i used to go i used to go it used to be running groups um because it, it would usually coincide with like a, a friend's sleepover or party and they would kind of organize groups and stuff and so everyone was safe do you get many trick-or-treaters where you live like Not you, at all. You, I don't think I do anymore. As a student, did you get any? Um, I think maybe two a yeah. year, something like that. I didn't get any at all. You no, you I bought sweets and stuff. Yeah, we did, yeah. I didn't get any. No, I, I, I'm I, not opposed to giving out sweets, but I never have any in because I, I don't fucking... I like chocolate, I don't like sweets. I'm not giving them my fucking chocolate, so... <laughs> Colin's not Fuck off, them, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we had kids knock at the door a few times. We just ignored them. How... Yeah. On your farm? How, yeah. how no, no, not on the farm. This was, at, this was at uni, when I was at uni. And oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> we travelled miles, sir. Uh, yeah, no, it's not, it's, not, yeah, it's not worth the drive for those, uh, for some fucking onions or whatever the hell. Yeah. <laughs> Please, you sir. Know. You can have half a leek. Yeah, you can have a potato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like, nowadays, I, I wrote down this uh, stat. This, in America, Halloween generates up to like it's like a six billion dollar industry which is mad six billion dollars so you know where's, it's the second biggest where's uh, the money coming from is that like merchandise Sorry, people and... buying and yeah oh, merchandise right. and all that sort yeah of well, i Halloween mean stuff when i do these parties i tend to buy lots of fucking spooky lights i try and get it for free um because there was there was a party at the su and I, I managed to take a few bits and pieces but yeah i will it's one of those things when i will actually buy things new <laughs> like fucking uh yeah, cobwebs and stuff. Those cobwebs are really good. They're like a quid. Yeah, but just don't clean your house again for free. 
That's true, actually. I should. Then yeah. he gets spoders as well. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's extra, spoders. extra spook, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, that me. spider looks real. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so I, I think I know the answer to this, but to avoid embarrassment, what is the significance of a pumpkin or a jack o' lantern? If we're gonna talk about the Americans. Well, so I, th- I think originally that was from they used to as part of the guising thing, part of the holiday, you know, because the whole macabre. Um, sort of history of it they used to carve pump uh, turnips I think yeah, it was like right. turnips and make faces out of like vegetables and whatever um, in like sort of t- scary spooky ways and then put them out because you know it was like you know the celebration of spooky crap even in even back then it was like you know the dead arising wherever and so there was just lots of spooky stuff so I think that's where it came from I'm not 100% sure but um, I, at least I, that's yeah. what they were originally doing and how that evolved into pumpkins I'm not entirely well, sure well they probably thought these turnips are too good to waste but these pumpkins <laughs> who yeah. wants to eat that yeah no one eats pumpkins so it's just it's just one of those it's just surplus shit isn't it it's just a big orange vegetable that no well, one's well I mean we, we make pumpkin soup out of it every year because it's just because the amount of waste do you enjoy it though I, I, it's actually okay I've never if, had if pumpkin soup that I tried feeding I tried feeding it to the birds but they don't seem to like it yeah, they, you, they're supposed... you have to cook it that's the point it's a, you know yeah but they, I mean but they're supposed to like pumpkins but they didn't oh. yeah and the seeds and stuff as well but yeah I tried I tried making uh, pumpkin fucking beer or something with it once oh god why <laughs> no just again like nice said not to waste it but didn't really work I said it didn't really work it was yeah. shit because obviously like one of the big criticisms of Halloween is that it's just a, such a waste so of much food. waste like, yeah. huge amount of waste food like, Christmas is probably worse it, it, you mean just in specifically like, just literally just like pumpkins pumpkins are bad mm. enough like we don't even have to talk about like the other stuff you know it's just like pumpkins the mouth I mean you, you get a waste of plastic and stuff like that I mean now in the age where plastic is a, a big fucking problem and like mm. everybody's got plastic bone men hanging in the house and shit like that like, <laughs> oh I was waiting yeah. for bone men to come out <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of stuff that you just throw away after using it. I mean, I don't know if I'm just the prick that throws it away and everybody else keeps it. But I keep it. You throw it directly into the ocean. I mean, to be honest, I don't buy it. But... <laughs> Fly tip it. <laughs> he travels uh, specifically to that that big fucking island the size of Texas. He dumps it right in the middle of there. <laughs> yeah, I fly out to, this, out to the Pacific Ocean, add to that little island of trash they've got. <laughs> I love it. Wow, yeah. shit. Um, I mean, when, he, when he's talked about food waste i thought like buffets yeah like, I, I no buffets you... are going to waste when, <laughs> when you're about yeah. yeah well anyway <laughs> um do you think yeah i i so i think going back to the whole pumpkin thing obviously that's evolved from something that people would have to hand to something that's pretty much artificially made just to prop up this I yeah I, I don't know i guess it's quite an artificial festival it seems quite arbitrary well, I mean, it, what surprised me is it does it does still kind of have somewhat of the spirit of what it originally was. In the sense, it's this, like, yeah. spooky, macabre thing. That, it does, but on the side yeah. of that, it's created an entire industry around yeah, growing exactly, fucking pumpkins. Yeah, exactly, but then, pumpkins. exactly, <laughs> and it just, you know, the US and the West in general just took it way too far. So, yeah, I, I, don't so. Know, I don't know if the commercialism is a byproduct <laughs> of contemporary times or whether it's um, specifically, like, the, the essence of Halloween. I don't know if any, any of the essence is still remaining and what that essence is um because the only, the only reading i did was a, a fucking article from like psychology today because it's basically the only thing i could find um but it was kind of uh alluding to the societal benefits of halloween in general and the the kind of social functions it it performs 
the obvious one is like, um, like I, don't, I guess like flirting at parties and stuff is is like a big part of it. It's like a it's a ritual in that sense. But also, you've got like the kind of what we're Resident doing. Expert on flirting at parties, right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's knife. Fucking spilling wine on people. Oh, classic. Um, but that was actually at one of my Halloween parties as well. Mm, yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, the the other thing it, it does is um, it kind of takes things that are spooky, but um, kind of dresses them down into into funny costumes and and jokes essentially. So what we're doing is is um, kind of playing out a, a kind of demasculating uh, horror itself to try and feel more in control. I think is maybe I think there's maybe something to that. The idea of um, well, in a way that's kind of exactly what they used to do as well, though. Yeah, yeah. Years but, ago, it was about I mean, it was about trying to gain control over these what, what they thought were ghosts rising back up from the dead. Exactly, but the, this the, idea of winter's coming and the death. Yeah, but that, that would have that would have had more of winter's a tangible coming. idea. Like back then, that that would have been more of a tangible concept because mm. people would have actually believed it. People yeah. don't believe it anymore. So yeah. I don't know. Is it is it pure escapism now? Is it is it just um, in a sense, like with, with the, the whole horror movie stuff, I think it builds, it's an exercise in building resilience to some degree. But then I think resilience to what? Because we right. don't believe in spooky bone men anymore. <laughs> well, Connor, I hate to break this to you, mate, but inside one of all of us, there is a spooky bone man. <laughs> um, you're talking about how you... Could you sound less tired if you tried? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Connor. <laughs> Energy levels. Come on, guys. You said that you were taking a cynical approach to Halloween, right? Mm. Because you don't see any like religious thingy-mobobs about it. I don't see any religious thingy-mobs. What's I mean, the I, difference between that and Christmas? Is my point. I think the essence of Christmas is still valuable if you're secular, if you're an atheist. I don't think you have to believe in otherworldly things for the impact of Christmas to make sense because it's it's not about otherworldly things in its new secular context. It's about spending money. <laughs> no, it, to quote Carrie Fisher, it's about family. It's about, that's what matters. Exactly. It's Last Jedi. It's about family. Which is, is a film that's not about family at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's about fucking... <laughs> Who knows what that fucking film's about? It's about Lightsabers! It's about oh por- fucking porgs. Oh, Jesus. But, Green um, milk. Well, do you not think the same, the things that apply to Christmas might apply to Halloween? To, so this to is what I was saying. Like, so I think this idea of building resilience to horror, to... Um, well, I mean, more broadly, just just like the idea of coming together with people and just having an excuse well, that, that's, for that's, So that's why I do the parties, but I don't think that's quite the point of Halloween. I but, think, has I think, it, but has it evolved into that, though? Is I think it, it's, is evol- that it's evolving more, into right. that, but I, th- I think there's still like this, it's just this massive uh, focus on horror. But I'm not sure if horror and like communal gatherings mix i think they're, they're starting to with because i think people are just laughing off horror now so it's just it's basically just escaping yourself <laughs> don't get scared <laughs> well I d- yeah i don't know i'll i'll get scared at um certain horror films i don't know it's like ghost films don't really do it for me anymore but yeah psychological thrillers i watched fucking aronofsky's uh requiem for a dream oh that mm. is i was a part of me yeah. is still there watching it that right, yeah. that, <laughs> that, that <laughs> fucking damaged fucking me. heavy for the audience yeah. connor is staring out into the middle distance now like, like a I, show, I showed trailer. it I, I showed it to my dad and he was like it's hard watching it <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah that's right yeah he's like that scene where they're high and it like the camera's moving too fast did my head in like, no, no, like, the ending, the ending. It's an exploration into loneliness and despair. 
That's I've right. Not, I've not seen it. <laughs> weren't too bad. I, I got through it. I was like, no, it's it's fucking it's it's hard <laughs> shit. West Country, it's man. really heavy yeah. shit. Baron Aronofsky is extremely pretentious, but that film is brilliant. To be fair, mm. it is. It, it's it's right. incredible. It, it's and it's bleak as fuck. But it's yeah. it's yeah. It's not something I want to watch again. <laughs> yeah. But it, but with things like Mother, though, Mother is just too allegorical. It's just yeah. Like, it was, it's, well, I, don't, I think it's just too on the nose. Yeah. It's trying a, to be like oh, it's subtext, whatever. But it's just it's not. It's not subtle in any it's way. Not, well, it's, it's just not like, subtext. It, it's the yeah. subtext is suddenly halfway through become the fucking pretext. I don't know what you call it. But it it's, well, the main it, plot. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's it, the it plot. Way, yeah. It's like oh, it's it's the it's this allegory for um, the fall of man and everything and the, yeah, the Bible nature and whatever. Yeah. But it, I mean, is it is that the one where they eat a baby? They eat, but yeah, they eat a baby. It's and it's just like but the, the way it's cut. It's like yeah, we get it. It's Jesus. So I, I'm not convinced that there's a baby because because I'm not watching a plot play out. I'm actually watching, Im I'm watching imagery, kind of play out. There's literally people called Adam and Eve and stuff. So I'm like, well, I, I know this doesn't feel real. Is there actually someone called Adam and Eve? I don't remember. I think there's, there's the Cain and Abel bit with the brothers come and fight. It's just like, oh, I get what you're doing. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like there's lots of like very on the nose Bible yeah. stuff. And you're like, you know, it, it doesn't have to be that obvious to be like, okay, get it. You yeah. Know? There's, well there's, done, but but and also he's not really commenting on anything that much. It's just kind of like the, the comment is so in your face, like yeah, mankind bad and rape mother nature and Bible, but you know it's not whatever. Why are we talking about Darren Aronofsky anyway? Well, it's horror films. Um, <laughs> I, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Well, um, so there's this thing called the paradox of horror, same as the paradox of tragedy. Why do we enjoy watching tragic things? Why do we enjoy watching horrific things or ho horrifying things? Um, Have you got a favourite horror film? Yeah, I think it's Alien. I think. Mate, John, I, I actually rate Terminator as a as a horror film as opposed to an action film. The original, the first Terminator. I watched it recently and it's a bit outdated now. Mm. Uh, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh yeah. But second viewing, third viewing, I'm just like, just get to the sequel, skip the boring stuff. I like, no, I prefer it because you got a, you got a bloke instead of a Terminator. Like the liquid metal thing, I, I, it's really cool, special effects wise, like groundbreaking. But it's just like it's. Yeah, lit I don't. I, I think the second film is it's just an entirely different film, though. That's the thing. Mm. It's like he he changed everything about what he was approaching with the second film, the first one. That's why it's such a great sequel. I think it totally it it changes what the first one was more about. It was more of a love story. It was like a horror story with his love story embedded in it. Yeah. And the second one is a story about family, and it's it's literally it's a family, but it's changed it changed from horror to thriller. And it's like it's not you know to compare them is a bit strange because they're kind of different films. But it, he sort of he took the principal elements of the first film and just sort of ramped them up and changed I, the theme. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think it is very comparable. Same as Aliens is to Alien. It's like it's, cool it, 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 as well. it's following the same plot beats and whatever like I, I think there's enough in common to to compare them fairly because I, I generally don't comp compare films but with with sequels by the same director i i, I would like yeah that's fair i'm they actually really freaked out by the stop motion uh terminator at the end when it's not oh, stan winston it's so, yeah like jittery and yeah it, it is jarring to yeah watch, it's like it? fucking jason and the argonauts but it's it, it's suddenly <laughs> like really fucking terrifying and it like obviously as sarah connor as a protagonist is like fucking great because she's and the same with Kyle Reese Kyle Reese isn't like this buff action hero like Jai Courtney is trying to be in the in the fucking reboot pre-sequel uh, yeah. C-boot yeah, whatever the fuck it is those, yeah. but um, 
Why would you make him buff? But it's the future where everyone's fucking like hungry. Carl <laughs> Reese is like he's wiry. He's fucking like he's 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 a short fucking. Well, I think I think the point is he's supposed to be like look people are fucking horribly malnourished and kind of fucked in the future. Yeah, and it's yeah. It, it's the whole, the whole like skin of your teeth kind of yeah. He he's not he's not this fucking he's not he man. I think I read somewhere that in World War Two the best soldiers were shorter because they were less of a target. Uh, um, I'd like that to be true because so, yeah. I'm incredibly so short. If, <laughs> if, if everyone was like Arnold Schwarzenegger, that'd be shot. Although, I, th- I think there was a statistic for modern... Well, I'd have to look this up again because I'm literally... Well, there, there must be... There is a statistic somewhere which says that tall people are now more likely to survive and I can't remember why. It's because they're the ones controlling the drones. They're fine. <laughs> yes. Some, there's something... The I don't America. know what it was. <laughs> yeah. but in like, like Vietnam and stuff, tall people had a higher survival rate for... I can't remember why. Is it because like the short people were forced into the tunnels? Yeah, I'd have to look that up again. Surely you'd have slightly that. more body strength on average if you were taller. Like, you'd be, I mean, surely things like aiming and stuff has got to come into this. Like, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, there's lots of physical stuff to do, isn't there? When you're on the battlefield, it's fairly physical activity. Yeah, I mean, there's a bit of lifting. <laughs> yeah, a <Jeez>, little <laughs> bit, little bit, little bit of little walking. Bit of walking. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else got a favorite horror film? The Thing, John Carpenter. That's probably my favourite. Mm. You know, the, the, the effects work in that. And I think also having watched... I watched it when I was about 11 or 12. And obviously that was... It was just like the most... I've never, you know, I've never experienced what it was like watching that film at 11 or 12 ever again. Like the, uh, the sheer horror. And yeah. I was just so... I couldn't look away, but I was so like, you know, horrified by this film. And it's just, you know, still... I still watch it. And it just still holds up. And it's still just an amazing looking film. Well, I remember when you were saying um, about the... the um, when they see the... I haven't actually seen the film all the way through, but um, 2001 A Space Odyssey with the, the obelisk, oh, yeah. is it called? Or the monolith. Monolith, yeah. Yeah, yeah like that scene with the, with the, when you've got these, this incredible like choir score. Mm. Um, yeah, because it's the, a bit on the, yeah. is it on the moon? Yeah, the one on the moon is that's, the yeah, one of my favourite scenes yeah. like, ever. Because you've got, like, just yeah. This, you, like, this, and then it just like ends. The sense yeah. of, the sense of <laughs> yeah. dread and the, the sense of, but yeah, it's just like, to unknown. me, that's just like, yeah, the ultimate, it's not, it's not just like dread, it's like this existential unknown, like this completely unknowable no, nah, it's it's it's, like it's all about. I just, it's, I just like, you know. It's all about jump scares and Paranormal <laughs> Activity Seven is the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you like the first Paranormal Activity? I did. I rem- when I watched it, I liked it, but I haven't watched it since. I was yeah, like 15, I, was, so. I was. I was thirteen when I watched it. And yeah. I did thoroughly enjoy it. It scared the absolute fuck out of me. I just mm. fucking hate jump scares. I, I know it's it's, it's, it's just not. It's just not really. It's atmosphere that. Did you like Insidious, the first one? At yeah. least. Yeah, I did. Yeah, because I, I I remember we were really into that when um well when we used to do our seances. Have you ever done a seance? Can't sit and have. No. Well, um, I'd love to. Um, How much time we got? Do you have a Ouija board? We did make one once. Did it, it work? No, it didn't. Of course, it didn't fucking work. It's bollocks. That's <laughs> <laughs> the man who's held seances. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I'm. How drunk are you at the point of seance? My, what very? Because we used to. What we used to do is a curry Do you have night. a lot of spirits. Uh, anyway, we used to do. Um, we used to. We used to get a curry. <laughs> this is every Friday. It's fucking expensive. We used to get a curry. Um, the start of every good sound mm, is a curry. And, uh, <laughs> it, was at, it was at my mate's he house. Did something to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just started saying things. <laughs> it, was, it was at my mate's. Feel the spirits within me <laughs> trying to get out. <laughs> and um, so uh, yeah, Joe jo Sanger, who comes on the podcast as well, he he's be part of it and like yeah quite a few of the podcasters were like 
they they were present. We we gave each other like we gave each were other. Were they in the room or were they just present? Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were with you. <laughs> they, they were with us in spirit. But we um yeah we we, we would just kind of uh, try out different things. We tried to take it like a, a pseudo scientific approach. We try and kind of note down the things that worked, and the things that didn't. When you say worked. Well, we, we there was a lot of tapping and banging around the room. Like we, um, <laughs> when you start holding hands and all like chanting in unison, the 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 invocation to get a spirit coming on. Like after you do that without giggling, it suddenly is like, oh shit, um, I'm ready to believe kind of thing. Right. It, and not only that, but I think that also makes you hypersensitive to your yes, environment ab- absolutely. As well, yeah. When that gets to halfway, we're fucking doing that, right? All right, okay. Nice. Uh, Joe just <laughs> held up a bottle of rosé. Which is very close to halfway. Mine's already Apparently. fucking gone because it's... Uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's, like, that's the thing. It's like when you when you sort of do take it seriously, I think what's more interesting is noticing all the weird psychological effects that's having these sort of things Absolutely, can have. Yeah. And mm. stuff like, you know, like the idiomotor yeah. effect, for example, where, you know, where you, where you can influence people's movement based on, like, suggestion or, you know, especially in very suggestible people, you can sort of manipulate them into really believing things or doing things yeah. without them even realising it. And that's how, like, stuff like dousing or water divining works. It works using stuff like the idiomotor effect where you give them the sticks and they do subconsciously uh, cross yeah. them because they know where to cross them. Okay, the stick, and if the they stick really thing, believe yeah. it and they're suggestible, they will literally cross it without because it's look because the way the sticks are set up is the only the way you cross them is you barely tilt your hands. If you can psychologically suggest to someone to do that, it's so easy for them to do it that they can do it completely subconsciously and then genuinely believe that they didn't, you know, didn't even notice that the sticks just did it themselves. Um and, and, and there are yeah. ways, I think, to to psychologically suggest things that aren't necessarily learned. I think some people are just naturally very good at it. And so um you get that kind of ignorance as, a, as another factor. It's like, well, it, well, it, well I, I'm genuinely not, you know, trying to influence other people, but it, but I do, and so I must be a psychic. You know, I, I must, I must be kind of getting the right I must answers. Be. <laughs> yeah. I made that cut move. Did you see it? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, but I, I think, I think when mediums are trying to pry for questions and they get the right answers, it's like well, they convince themselves. Yeah, and, it, like, and, yeah. and, and like, I can see how that's. It's not just not just frauds. It, right. it, it, it genuinely is. Um, they they have. I, some... I would say though, like with very good people who do the reading thing, often to actually do it really well actually you know be very good at it, other than just guessing well it's like they actually have to be very good at reading people and that what they're often doing is picking up on lots of things maybe they notice things in conversation maybe they ask you you know or they use stuff like barnum statements which we've talked about before which is loading a loading a proposition with like multiple contradicting points so that people see what they want to see in the statement I know with like water divining again to bring that up they actually often will just what, look what is at water, water divining uh, so that's you know when you have these people come around with sticks and the sticks cross over water so they walk around going I know where water is underground so like deep underground there'll be some water it's there. fucking oh, right, everywhere it's the, same, it's the yeah. same thing as the sticks yeah, yeah there, was, there, was a, there was a Richard divining. Dawkins thing on that yeah that's yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking yeah. mental um, and yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Where it's like often they will actually put in preparation that like they'll just go to the you know the, the town council and find blueprints for like where water is underground and then convince people. And then people go, you know, why is it work for me? Then why why I don't know where the water is? And yet it's because they've already done it. They've showed you where it is, or like they suggested to you where it is. And then because of the idiomotor effect, you will do it yourself subconsciously without realizing and mm-hmm. things like this. So it's like there's all these sort of factors that go into it. But yeah, it's complete bollocks. Well, my, my nan is my nan is a self-professed medium. And she'll go to people's houses and um, clean them like a cleaner. Clean oh, oh. <laughs> I was going to say like of the dark spirits. No, no, no. The clean, she'll clean. She'll clean. She'll no, clean it of. Um, yeah, no, she, no. She'll clean it of um, kind of 
Uh, she, and the way she would talk evocatively, and especially because I was quite young, about um, you know, this dark side and the light, and and um, it, like the difference between poltergeists and demons and and general spirits and things. Uh, I was uh, probably until first year. I, I was I still held out a vague hope that these things were real, and that, now I kind of realise. Well, that yeah, it's it's kind of like with this there's always a sense of order there's always a sense of here's the light here's the dark and here's the meaning if, that you can detract from it as a person as an observer as a person who has a wider part in the universe and I think that's that's that was a real kind of you know that was, that was what was holding me on to this for so long but um, I, 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 with the seances and things I think they were just kind of tongue in cheek largely I mean shit we, someone was the secretary we never had any secretarial work to be done someone else was like grand warlock Someone else was like, um, oh yeah, Ghoul Tamer. That was quite a late addition. <laughs> but like, we, we'd Tell all... me you didn't all wear white hoods as well. No, that was like that. <laughs> I love the idea that you were writing down what scared you. Like, curry was nice. Spooked me. The morning <laughs> was scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. naan bread had something a bit ghostly yeah. about it. Probably the spookiest thing happened was a uh, um, guy who owned the house, his dog came along and ate my naan. I was fucking, <laughs> I was actually fucking fuming. It was a garlic quinoa naan and I was fucking... So his dog died three years before. Oh. <laughs> no, what, what, look, probably, no, genuinely the spookiest thing that happened was um, this guy who had a demon in his house, allegedly, had a vicar come around and, uh, I don't know, fucking get his cock out and wag it around or something. I don't know. Like, what, I don't know what they do. It's always, it's always a vicar, isn't it? we're offending anyone, I, well, no, I just, like, what What does a vicar do? How does a vicar... Throw some water about on it. Yeah. Bit of that. Okay. Well, so have seen, yeah, have you seen The Exorcist? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's... that's a, <laughs> it's a documentary, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's like a good vicar. That's not like the vicar from the parish of fucking Little Woking. <laughs> Little Woking. I don't know where that is. But, um, <laughs> near Big Woking. <laughs> but, like, um, he had a vicar around that apparently sorted it out. He sorted it out. This is this was our mate. So um, was he just trying to hide himself from coming out? So oh, uh, the vicar was wrong because uh, ghosts, and nothing else. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, his parents were trying to hide an affair or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, I don't know. I think it was just a combination of things like night terrors and things going missing and whatever. And, the, and it was it was it was pretty fucking intense from the description. I'd like to yeah. actually talk to him about it more because he came around and and we basically just did this impromptu seance because the guy we normally targeted some poor fucker called Gerald Stone which was Joe's uh, not you two but the other Joe that goes on the podcast it was his uncle that had like there's great uncle that had just died so we were like oh let's just choose someone that's just died so we, we we found this thing on like a an old blog site it was like um what was it? So we, we bring you these gifts from life into death. And we'd always have like an offering. Generally, it'd be Papa Dom's. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, it, it, there was a thing you had to say. We wanted to say it at once. If you got a new guy there, they would giggle the first couple of times, but then we'd do it. And um, generally nothing, generally, no. no, generally nothing would happen. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious to be fair. Like, <laughs> you know, we just, just had a fucking madras. So you like, and like two pints. So you like, you're a bit fucking, oh God. And you, you know, you're fucking talking to ghosts, so you're a bit out of it. But like this guy, um, we tried to get this guy's demon or something, and then um, we, I think we chose like a different subject, like a different guy, and uh, 
I think Kieran's like started mouthing off at, at the ghost. Like, do you, do you feel bad that you were an alcoholic or something? <laughs> Jesus. And then we just heard like it because it was it was just it was just timing, but we just heard like all this banging around the room, like three different places within a matter of two seconds, just like. Doof, doof, doof. And um, that yeah, that was the spookiest shit. And it was it was it was loud. It it wasn't just like a creak. It was like doof, uh, like three times. So yeah, that was. This that, is all done at night. In the evening. Because there seems to be a significance of doing stuff in the dark. Yeah, you can't fucking see shit. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Spooky. Unknown, yeah. Spooky. You it's can't f- see your next door neighbour dropping something down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever had sleep paralysis or night terrors or anything like that? Oh, God. No. No, um, no not I can recall. It, yeah, well, I've had like I've had like night terrors. Yeah, especially when I was on like some weird fucking medication. I mean, I used to have night terrors when I was about um, between the ages of five and ten, but I don't remember them happening. But my mum would describe it to me, and I'd just bolt upright in the middle of the night and sit up, look around the room, and then go back to sleep again. I used to scare the shit out of her, but I wouldn't remember anything. So yeah, I think most people sleepwalk, and well, a lot of people sleepwalk, and they don't realise that they do because mm. I, I I never realised I did, and then I I I did like when I, I came down and I like, spoke to my dad. I d- can't remember it at all, but I, I just stood there with my, like, my eyes closed, just talking to him. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Yeah, yeah well, he was terrifying. Well, he, he was fine with it. He thought I was awake, just with my eyes closed. And it, it, it took him about four minutes to realise I was asleep. Because <laughs> I couldn't really hear him. I wasn't answering properly. But um, yeah, I, 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 like, I had night terrors with... Um, I was on like fucking kooky... ADHD medication. That was, basically. That it wasn't really, and it was a new, it was an experimental drug, and it was Just pure cocaine. It was fucking. It was <laughs> yeah. horrible. Like the the night terrors I had with that. I've never been just so fucking like terrified of of nothing. It's just it's. it's it, you could, did you have them? Yeah. 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 Uh, the last one I had was quite I was about fourteen, but the last time I had one, was oh, quite, was quite relatively right. old. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I used to have I used to have full blast like running around screaming night terrors, like really mad ones. Um, but yeah, I don't again. Yeah, you just don't really remember them. I think I think the last one I remember like the tail end of it very vaguely, and a lot of like the horrible thing about it is I remember it's almost like often they'll they'll take the form of like everything feels like it would be made of needles. And it's like no other way to describe it. It's like every surface would become made of needles. And I would be trying to get away from everything that was made of needles, and it was like there was that really weird. I can't. So I you were awake it. when this was. No, no. You, when you're when you're having the night terror, it's it's like you're completely mad, isn't it? You're like you don't. You're not. You're not conscious of what you're doing, and yet you're kind of conscious. But you're. It's it's really hard to describe. You don't really remember it. You might remember like tiny bits of it. Um, but it is it is like you're is this just kind of the case mad. you're watching someone else experience it, but it's actually you experiencing it. So you're sort of present, but. Like that, that's control. more like sleep paralysis. I don't know. I, no, cause sleep paralysis is where you, you you're paralyzed essentially, but mm-hmm. it's like you're you become conscious, but the part of your brain that basically switches off paralyzes your body is still there. So and it, that can lead to lots of like hallucinations because you're basically still in REM sleep. So you'll be sort of like hallucinating a lot as well, but you can't move, and that, that can be a really weird experience. You're sort of wait, awake. You're still in like. Oh, a I, dream I, I did that once. I, well, um, I know. I think I was, yeah. I was probably because I was I was ill, but I was. Um, <laughs> I. This is in like second year, but I was waking up and and um, somebody came in the room. I can't even remember doing this, but I was I was I had my eyes open. I was going, "Get these fucking penguins off me!" <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, like, what the fuck is that penguin? Fucking get it off me! And they were like, "What the fuck are you talking about, Connor?" There's no what. 
penguins, and I was just like, oh, maybe, yeah, right. And I just went back to sleep. But I was, I had my eyes open, just like, looking at like around the bed, just like this fucking penguin. I was more annoyed than anything, just like fucking penguins. Huh? Just watching like Happy Feet or something. Like penguins, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never had sleep paralysis, but yeah, night terrors are pretty, pretty spooky. And you can see why, like, um, you know, in the olden days, like, sleep paralysis was what birthed the myth of the incubus and the, the idea mm. of this thing sitting on your chest, like, because, you know, they, you'd wake up and couldn't move and you'd probably hallucinate demons and you'd think, oh, that's like the incubus coming. Oh yeah, can I make an order for collection, please? Yeah, just one minute. Of course. Can I have a medium extravaganza? A medium ruin. Okay. A medium large, uh, sorry, a large friend's corner special. Yeah. And an extra large pizza pizza. Anything else? That's it. Thank you very much. Okay. So the four pizza, two medium. Yep. The first one extra ruin, the second one ruin. Yep. Then large friend's corner special. Yep. And the extra large that's lovely. Thank you very much. Okay, sir. So, that will be 26 altogether, sir. Can we pay on collections, all right? Yeah, no problem. Lovely. Okay. Thank you very much. So, I just let you know. So, it's 26 I will see you in 15 minutes, okay? In a bit. Cheers. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. We got pizza, boys.